You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Falato on Football here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nicholas Falato, and the conference championships have been decided, as they would say in the league, the famous show. It is the Cincinnati Bengals representing the AFC with the Los Angeles Rams representing the NFC at home where the Super Bowl will be hosted at SoFi Stadium for the second consecutive year. That has never happened before last Super Bowl when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Super Bowl and won it and now the Rams will have a chance to do the same against the Cincinnati Bengals and I feel like this game is going to be wildly interesting. You have Matt Stafford, this career veteran who was well respected around the league but was toiling his career away with the Detroit Lions and then you have a second year pro in Joe Burrow his rookie year was cut short by a terrible lower leg injury because the offensive line of the Bengals sucked and they played the Washington football team and he tore his ACL and screwed his knee up terribly and then they had the shot to draft Penny Sewell and they passed it up to bring in Joe Burrow's college teammate, somebody who did not play in 2020 because he opted out of the season, Jamar Chase, and they drafted him. And it was a selection that was criticized by a lot of people. Why would you overlook the offensive line and overlook how you can protect? your franchise quarterback and just go for a receiver. But guess what? They were right. And now they're representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And they took down Pat Mahomes. They took down Andy Reid in Arrowhead. And it's just such a fantastic story. And I think both of these teams, they have such wildly different approaches to how they constructed their rosters and how they got to this point. On one hand, let's look at it. You have the Rams. The Rams haven't had a first round pick since 2016 when they took Jared Goff. Yes, that was the last first round pick. They're not going to have another first round pick as of right now until 2024. That's in three drafts because you have the 2022 draft, the 2023 draft, both picks that you spent on Matt Stafford, and then the 2024 draft because the Rams were spending picks on veterans to rebuild their roster, the Brandon Cooks, who's no longer there. Jalen Ramsey, they spent multiple first-round picks to get him from Jacksonville over to Los Angeles. Their roster construction has been unlike anything we've really seen around the National Football League, and credit to Les Snead for his ability to select the right first-round picks, the Aaron Donalds of the world, and even when he did not, the Jared Goffs of the world, to find somebody to replace him because Jared Goff was a fine quarterback. You can get to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. He proved that when they lost to New England. But can you get over the top? Can you get somebody who can alleviate some pressure off of Sean McVay to where McVay doesn't have to make the perfect play call on every 
single opportunity. And they did that. They went and they pursued Matt Stafford and they landed Matt Stafford and here they are. And that game against the 49ers, man, this is their third matchup against the 49ers and it's difficult. It's difficult to defeat a team three times in a row. And the 49ers were a Jaquarski Tart interception away from possibly doing that. Because if Tart hangs on to that easy interception that Matt Stafford, just an ill-advised throw deep to Van Jefferson with the middle of the field safety right there and Tart just dropped it. And that's no shot at Tart. He's one of the better safeties in the league. But sometimes luck just bails you out. And that was a lucky instance for the Los Angeles Rams. But then you look at the Bengals. And the Bengals are a team that I look at when I look at the New York Giants right now. And I say, that could be your path. The only issue is Joe Burrow does not grow on trees. Because Joe Burrow is such a unique talent. His ability to keep cool despite the fact that his offensive line is so abysmal, that's something that every NFL team should strive to have at the quarterback position. And not a lot of teams have it. You look at that AFC. You have Pat Mahomes. Scary. Josh Allen. Try getting past that guy. Difficult enough. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. The AFC is stacked. And I'm glad that I cover a team in the NFC. Too bad that team is the New York Giants. But hopefully... The hiring of Joe Shane and Brian Dayball can help turn this around. The best case scenario is that they can turn it around a la the Cincinnati Bengals and what they did over the last several seasons. Because let's look at the Bengals. This year they went 10-7. and They finished first in the AFC North. And now they're representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Last year they were 4-11. The year before that they were 2-14. So... In the first two years of Zach Taylor's career, he won a collective six games. And Mike Brown said, you know what? We're going to try this again. We're going to run it back. And it worked out. And Zach Taylor, I mean, he's not this flawless type of coach. But his team is in the Super Bowl right now. And Joe Burrow is this difference maker that they found. Somebody who was the first overall pick. He had all the accolades coming out of college. But if you were to ask a lot of people about Joe Burrow before that final season in college, they would have been like, yeah, he's you know maybe a seventh round pick. But that's what one year does, that kind of development. When everything comes together the right way, when all the variables add up and you can kind of put it all together and you have that confidence and that leadership, that's what Joe Burrow exudes, man. That's what Joe Burrow has. It's innate within Joe Burrow. And he's going to carry that into the Super Bowl against a team that I feel like is a better roster in the Los Angeles Rams. And that's what is so fascinating about this game because the Bengals are such a young team. So many people are going to count them out. But that is a confident team for a young team with Joe Burrow. They were down by 18 points in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. You're talking about Andy Reid, you're talking about Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They held him to three freaking points in the second half. Think about that for a second. The Chiefs are arguably the next Patriots of this era in terms of how they're going to represent the AFC and how they're going to appear in the AFC Conference Championship and Super Bowl for years to come. They were in four straight. They hosted four straight AFC championship games they represented the AFC in two Super Bowls the last two 
They lost last year because they had no offensive line, but guess what? They were like, we're going to rebuild our offensive line. Orlando Brown, welcome to the club. Joe Tooney, you were a Patriot, now you're a Chief. Oh, let's draft Trey Smith in the sixth round. Creed Humphrey, no one wanted to pick him in the top 60 picks. Cool, we'll select him. And their offensive line turned around like that but it didn't matter. Chiefs got off hot. They were running in this game, and it looked like this was going to be, look, the Bengals are overmatched. It was cute that they made it this far. The odd did not happen. Joe Burrow was not phased. A couple huge defensive stands by the Cincinnati Bengals. Lou and Arumo, credit to you, because you came out in the second half, and you stifled the Kansas City Chiefs. You did not let them have the success that they had in the first half. And you know what? Hate to say this because he is a loudmouth on social media, but that Eli Apple tackle at the end of the first half was ginormous. That was huge in this situation. Tyreek Hill caught a little pass in the flat, and the time is expiring right now, right? And this is a huge knock on the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a big knock on Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, and everybody. Because at this point of the game, the Chiefs are up 21 to 10 and they have the football at the one yard line with nine seconds left pat mahomes throws a pass incomplete there's five seconds left just kick the field goal they get greedy and they try to go for it they pass the ball to tyree kill and he gets tackled by eli apple at the one yard line and the clock goes to zero and guess what if they kick that field goal they more than likely win this football game because this went into overtime Now, a lot of other things can happen. Obviously, Zach Taylor and his coaching staff would have handled a lot of different variables differently. But you kick the field goal in that situation. You're up 21 to 10. Go into halftime up 24 to 10. Go up by two touchdowns and make it a safer lead. But again, man, Andy Reid, he's somebody who was much maligned for his inability to manage the clock all throughout his career up until these Pat Mahomes years. And it kind of came back here. This was not managed well. And I'm sure Pat Mahomes, he also got a little greedy on that play. But that's something you got to do differently. That is a a difference-making point in the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they failed. And at the time, a lot of people were like, yeah, they're up 21 to 10. You know, Cincinnati can't really do anything up to this point. Yeah, they had that seven-play, 70-yard drive that was capped off by a kind of a fluky second and 12 Samaj P. Ryan 41-yard screen pass. But that's not going to happen again. But guess what? Bengals came out, and they just shut down Pat Mahomes and the rest of that offense. I mean, that interception by B.J. Hill, I mean, it was just a little pass out to the left, and B.J. Hill tips it up in the air to himself. Pat Mahomes has to make the tackle, and that was after a full goal drive where the Bengals possessed the ball for over five minutes. So it was 13-21 to 21 after that drive, and the Bengals get the ball right back to tie the game up after Trent Taylor catches that little pass out into the flat. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24/7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And at this point, man, air is sucked out of Arrowhead. And all of the momentum swings over to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So you think, wow, this game is going to get ridiculous right now. But what happens after the Bengals tie the game up with that just ridiculous touchdown catch by Jamar Chase, three and out for the Chiefs. They have to give the ball back to Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow on the first play of that drive throws an interception to Legereus Sneed. A bad pass by Joe Burrow and a great play by Legereus Sneed. But Pat Mahomes can't do anything, man. The Chiefs offense, the dynamic Chiefs offense, this Chiefs offense that we've all just enamored and heaped worship on just fell upon itself. This offense that scored was a part of scoring 25 points in the final two minutes of the divisional round with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, Josh Allen had his hand in that as well. They just couldn't do anything. The Bengals took a 24-21 lead, and then Pat Mahomes leads a 14-play, 49-yard drive to just get Harrison Bucker a chance to kick a field goal. And then the Chiefs have the fortune to win the coin toss. And Pat Mahomes can't get it done. He throws a deep pass to Tyreek Hill, and it's intercepted by Von Bell off of a tip. Double coverage. Great play by Jesse Bates, one of the more underrated players in the league. Joe Burrow leads a nine-play, 42-yard drive, sets up an Evan McPherson 31-yard field goal, and the Bengals, for the first time since 1988, when Boomer and the great Boomer and the radio voice of Boomer and Geo, Boomer and led the Bengals to the Super Bowl, where they unfortunately lost to Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, and the 49ers, 20-16. That is stunk but now Burrow has a chance to earn Cincinnati that first Super Bowl title the ever elusive Super Bowl title Cincinnati was one of the cellar dwellers of the NFL for so long and here they are two years removed from a two-win season in the Super Bowl the Giants can only hope for such a quick and swift turnaround but I believe this is more of an anomaly because of the excellence of Joe Burrow the rapport he has with Jamar Chase and just that incredible hot streak that this team has but that Bengal team is not flawless by any means that offensive line has a ton of issues it was exploited in the divisional round but somehow they were able to escape Tennessee with a win in part because Ryan Tannehill turned the football over several times through three interceptions in that football game and I also look at a player like Eli Apple who plays a lot of snaps for that Bengals defense and credit to him I feel like he was burnt on a lot of plays early on, but then he came up with some really, really clutch plays down the stretch. None more important than that tackle to close the first half. But now the Bengals, man, they are in the Super Bowl, and they will be playing those Los Angeles Rams after the biggest comeback victory in championship history. Good job, Bengals. But as for those Rams, now, 
The Rams got by the skin of their teeth here against the San Francisco 49ers. Finally, the pupil takes down the mentor in Sean McVay, who honestly didn't do a great job in this game. I mean, both of those challenges were very dubious, specifically the second challenge. That was one where I was like, why are you challenging that, wasting your challenge, burning your timeouts? And he burnt all of his timeouts. He didn't have any timeouts at the end of that game. It was very Joe Judge-esque. And Sean McVay also had the one play near the, it was a third and short, and he just had a little awkward check down to Sony Michelle instead of allowing Matt Stafford to kind of cook a little bit. I felt like Sean McVay did not do a great job in this game, and he came out with the victory, and credit to him, but it wasn't because of his excellent coaching. Stafford also almost gave this game away on that deep shot to Van Jefferson that I brought up before where he put the ball right into Joukowsky Tart's chest and Tart just dropped it. And you know what? Stafford got away with it there. He really, really did. Stafford also threw a really bad interception early in the game on third and goal where it was tipped up. Jimmy Ward ended up getting it. And sometimes in these kind of games, especially these low scoring games where you know it's going to be kind of a a brawl against a divisional rival where these two teams know each other so well you don't want to make those types of risky throws early on especially after a good drive like they had there he ended up throwing that interception to Ward after a 10 play drive but the Rams defense stepped up Jimmy Garoppolo also missed that pass on a third and seven to George Kittle who was wide open little opportunities like that that would have went for a touchdown if it was a completed pass but little opportunities like that can really sway a game but credit to the Rams, because on their next drive, 18 plays, 97 yards. Because remember, I was looking at this, man, and I was like, Niners special teams, are they going to do it again? Because they pinned the Rams at the three-yard line. An excellent play by the Niners special teams. And remember, that was a big reason why they took down the Green Bay Packers last week. But Matt Stafford led a huge drive, just finding Odell Beckham, a little bit of Cam Akers here, a little bit of Sony Michelle there, and eventually Cooper Cup caught the 16-yard pass on a third and 13. And that was another story of this game was just converting on these clutch downs, man, these, these third downs for the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams finished 11 of 18 on third down. The 49ers were 3-9, and nine, so the Rams were pretty efficient on third down. The Rams outgained the 49ers, 396 to 282. The Rams possessed the ball for 35 minutes. The Niners only 24 minutes. Rams had 25 first downs to 16 for the 49ers, and each team turned the football over once. I just do want to heap credit on Debo Samuel because I don't understand how basically every game I watch, he's out running the entire defense and scoring a touchdown on some simple screen pass. And I just think that's really, really awesome because he makes this team and this offense so much more intriguing to watch. I mean, that 44-yard screen pass from Garoppolo to Samuel really put the 49ers on the map in this game. It was their first touchdown. They went into halftime after that score, 10-7, to and it looked like the 49ers were going to control this game, but Matt Stafford ended up kind of dialing it back up, and that was after he was stopped on that fourth and one play, and then Sean McVay challenged it, gave the ball back to the 49ers around midfield, and Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, and that offense took advantage. Garoppolo hit Juwan Jennings on a third and 10, and Jennings 
just fought through multiple Rams defenders. I mean, Reader was hanging all over him. There was a bunch of Rams defenders in the area. He gets the first down, and two plays later, hits George Kittle for a 16-yard pass. Jimmy Garoppolo does for a touchdown to go up 17-7. But you have to give a lot of credit to Cooper Cup. You have to give a lot of credit to Matt Stafford because... Matt Stafford led a 7-play, 75-yard drive and found Cooper Cup on an 11-yard touchdown pass against a cover-2 defense where the flat defender was paying way too much attention to Sony Michelle on the flat while there was a middle hook defender who was kind of shading towards the flat. He should have gained depth there and he put a lot of stress on the 49ers safety. Cooper Cup caught an easy touchdown on a 7-route corner route over the top to make this a 17-14 game. And at that point, anything can happen. And anything did happen. The Rams ended up getting the ball a little bit later. Matt Gay kicks a field goal, ties it up. Rams defense just starts getting insane pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Donald is just finding his way into the backfield. Jalen Ramsey is knocking passes down at the catch point. The Rams end up going up by three. Garoppolo has one more chance with less than two minutes to go. And that pass rush is just all over him. Garoppolo ends up getting hit. He tries to throw the ball to Hasty while he's getting dragged down to the ground by Aaron. Aaron Donald and it's intercepted by the Rams end the game Rams will represent the NFC at home at SoFi Stadium in two weeks against the Cincinnati Bengals it was a very entertaining game ended 20 to 17 the Bengals game ended 27 to 24 and we will see what the history books will look like in two weeks I am wildly excited about this game I don't have a particular team that I am rooting for if you look at the former Giants on these teams Michael Thomas I saw was on the Cincinnati Bengals as is BJ Hill obviously and Eli Apple who is kind of taking shots at the Giants fan base and I'm not too fond of at the moment but credit to the Bengals for at least getting to that point and if you look at the Rams side you got Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't hate Odell Beckham Jr. I hold no malice to Odell Beckham Jr. Good for him to get to this point. It's just a wild career arc where he finds himself right now. And I've also always had a lot of respect for Matt Stafford, for Sean McVay, for Cooper Cup, for Aaron Donald, for that defense in general. So I think this is going to be a very entertaining game and I'm looking forward to the matchup. But this has been the brief review of the conference championship. I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Hopefully the Giants can find themselves back into this conversation under the tutelage of Brian Dayball and the guidance of Joe Shane. But we'll wait to see if that happens over the next coming years. As of right now, we will be covering the Senior Bowl extensively. We will be going over the Super Bowl We will be talking about the New York Giants and how Brian Dable wants to replenish this coaching staff. Who is he going to bring in? What does that mean? What kind of offense slash defense will the Giants run next season? How will the personnel of the Giants be utilized under the coordinators that are brought in? All of these questions are going to be answered at Big Blue View. So I need everybody to head on over to Big Blue View, read the excellent analysis from Ed Valentine, Chris Flum, and everybody over there. Please go check it out. I am Nick Filato. This is Filato on Football here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I hope you guys have a lovely night. Please stay safe, take care of each other, and be well. We'll talk to you soon. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. 
Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Call mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.